on Friday, uh, a vape and tobacco store on Spice Street in downtown Vancouver was hit uh, hard after the owner says two suspects stole thousands of dollars in merchandise and cash. The robbery occurred at Knife Point uh, on broad daylight on a Friday morning. It was caught on surveillance video and there's been a significant amount of coverage over the last few days. The store's owner, Anmugan Tahir, says the robbers took over $7,000 worth of merchant merchandise and cash. Uh, Mr. Tahir spoke to our colleague Mike Smith this morning in regards to the incident. Take a listen. Before it wasn't the robberies, that this kind of a robberies. Not like before it was just a panic theft, like just a break in, panic theft. Somebody just like took the much one merchandise and went away. Like there was no weapon use or nothing. There was no use of force. But this kind of a robbery is not like in the this is maybe in the Hastings area is common. It's not even common there. But it's entertainment district. No, these kids are just like maybe 22, 23. You can see their garbs. Like they are not old guys. You know, like yeah, the young people. Now, uh, I want to uh, uh, reiterate here, we do not know who these individuals were, whether or not um, there are any bail conditions or any of that sort. But th- this does add to the broader perception and conversation that there aren't enough repercussions for people involved in this this type of random crime. Uh, and critics have referred to our bail system as catcher and, and release, uh, or critics and some members of the opposition as well. Well, the BC government has been outlining what it hopes to see when the federal government makes adjustments to the country's bail system uh, this spring. And I do, I do want to reiterate that the criminal code is under the control of the federal government uh, with those changes coming, as, I, as I've said. Now, as I also reiterated here, the opposition and many other critics have said this is more of a catch and release system and we need to do better. Turn to me now to talk a little bit about the system and, and what kind of changes BC would like to see is Nikki Sharma, the province's Attorney General. Minister Sharma, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's always great to be on your show. Uh, there's lots to talk about here, uh, and I, I've highlighted this issue that occurred uh, in Vancouver on Friday. There was another um, uh, shooting uh, yesterday. I'm not going to ask you to comment on any of those specific incidents. Those are before the police and, and will be before the Crown as well. But it does add to the broader perception that there are not enough repercussions with our uh, justice system, not enough accountability, and there's been a lot of focus on the bail system itself. Uh, what kind of changes would you like to see? Yeah, I just want to start by saying that I'm sure when everybody hears about these stories and those people involved in it, it's very traumatizing and it's horrifying, right, to think about the violence and the trauma that comes from those incidents. And we as a government understand that communities across the province have been um, wanting to feel more safe and, and understand what tools we have to be strengthened to help with that. And so we've been hard at work on that. And part of that solution was um, advocating to the federal government for bail reform. What we've seen is that there were recent changes to bail policy in light of some Supreme Court decisions that had some unintended consequences in terms of particularly repeat violent offenders. So what we asked for and got an agreement on with the federal government was for changes that said, look, if you commit violence with a weapon, and, and you should be held unless there's a good reason to release you. So these people are kept off the streets. Um, we heard a commitment from the federal government that they will be making. They intend to make those changes to the bill policy as early as this spring. So we're hopefully, hopefully our advocacy will pay off. Uh, is this an issue that you are seeing other attorney generals across this province have been articulating to the federal government? Yeah, so BC really led the charge a few months ago. But what we found when we asked um, the federal government for changes is that actually provinces across the country were seeing similar things. And it's showing up in different ways, like in Manitoba, 
it's with bear spray that they were seeing being used um, in attacks in Ontario. They, they were raising concerns about gun violence. And in BC, I think what we've seen is uh, definitely bladed weapons and, and random attacks from strangers. And so we all had um, this, this rise in concern over this, this community safety, but for different aspects of it. So we were able to actually come together despite our political stripes and say a very send a very clear message to the federal government that we need to look at these the bail policy and get an agreement from them for bail reform. So it was really um, it was really effective for all of us to agree. And I think that uh, hopefully with these changes, we'll be able to have better tools in the justice system to prevent violence on the street. Do you think this alone will change people's perceptions about safety in, in Vancouver? Uh, we, as I said, Nanaimo is dealing with these issues. It's throughout our province and around the country. Uh, is this the only thing that, or, or the main thing that's going to actually help us deal with this issue? Or are there more things you're looking at? Yeah, there's plenty more. So we didn't wait around for the federal government to make changes. We started um, investing in the services we know we need to see in the province. So we have a, a Safer Communities Action Plan that has many different parts of whether it's mental health supports, whether it's using um, health responses to people that maybe need mental health support rather than the police. It's um, starting up a repeat uh, violent offenders task force that's under my ministry and the Ministry of Attorney General. So it's Crown Council working together with police and probation officers to cut through silos and really circle around what we're hearing as a smaller group of people that are repeatedly causing um, violences in their communities. So who thinks that um, by doing that, we're strengthening up the justice system in D.C. to respond to this. And we know it's not one tool that's going to solve it. It's going to be a comprehensive approach and we're investing in that. Minister Farnworth announced recently $230 million investment in RCMP across this province. So it's really every aspect of the system that we're investing in and community groups. I recently met, or not recently, but six months ago, I met, uh, I met a retailer, uh, an individual who worked for a retailer on Robson Street, and he would often tell me, he was telling me that the, the repeat offenders that would actually come back into their store and then just work their way down Robson, and to the point where stores are talking to each other, managers have to talk to each other, and it's always a s- small amount of people. Um, does your ministry understand it beyond talking with Ottawa, beyond these programs that you've articulated to me, that people are fundamentally just fed up of giving up the streets to these individuals. And I understand they're dealing with mental health and addiction challenges and all of that. But the general public also are just fed up. And there is somewhere along the way uh, a turning point for them as well, that they do want law and order, that they want accountability. And those that do um, commit these crimes, yes, there should be uh, compassion. But if you commit the crime, you should also... Uh, be um, be full, actually fully understand there are repercussions for that. There appears to be, certainly the public's view is, there are not enough repercussions for people's actions. And that is a fundamental issue. It's not a compassion issue. It's accountability and repercussions. We don't instill enough of that in the system. Yeah, I mean, we hear people, and I meet with um, with businesses and, and city councils and town councils since in the being in this job, and I've certainly heard the frustration out there, but that's why... Not only did we advocate and hopefully very successfully make changes to the bail policy federally 
to say we need we need to strengthen that to keep our streets safe. We're investing in programs that are about circling around this group of pe- these groups of people that seem to be small in a lot of communities in terms of numbers, but causing huge impacts. And try to bring not only accountability for their actual criminal actions, but also the system investments in place to, to respond to them. So we're, we're taking action on many fronts because we hear people, right, that this is frustrating. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's been a rise in cities and towns across the country and the globe when it comes to this stuff. And COVID had a lot of um, negative impacts on people, um, particularly those people that um, were on the margins. And so we have to continue to support um, changes in community on every level with that. And we're, we're taking action and we'll continue to do that. Uh, and just want to clarify, when can we expect those uh, changes? I know it just says spring. Do we have a, of a, more of a clear idea or a date? Um, well, that was the commitment that we received um, from the federal minister. Minister Lametti mentioned that he has to have follow parliamentary procedures and speak with his cabinet, which is, of course, what we would expect him to have to do. But the, the what he was able to commit to was as early as this spring, if, if everything Um, goes as planned. So we're hopeful that those changes will come quickly. Minister, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. That was great to be on the show. Thank you. Take care.